you'll go from taking care of a patient who may actually be elderly, have dementia, can't even communicate with you, and you're trying to figure out exactly what's going on with this patient. You'll go into another room where somebody is having a massive heart attack, and you then have to go into another room with somebody who has an ankle sprain. You can't go into the room with the ankle sprain and make them think that they're any less important than the other two patients that may be on you know, death's doorstep. This is the Pulse Podcast, a series of healthcare insights. We sat down with Dr. Matt Fields at ASEP Scientific Assembly, organized by the American College of Emergency Physicians. Dr. Fields explains how being a frontline care provider became his passion. For more insights like this, visit www.evidence.care/pulse. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Matt Fields. I am the ultrasound director at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia and associate professor of emergency medicine. I am here to uh, speak about ultrasound, specifically bowel ultrasound, which is an evolving modality within the use of point of care ultrasound and is a pretty exciting topic. Dr. Fields, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to hang out with us and just share a little about your insights. I know you're, so you're speaking not once, but twice, two different sessions, right? At, yes. Here at the, at ASAP. So you are the author of multiple different manuscripts on the topic of emergency ultrasound. I know you, you frequently, you're speaking and you're lecturing on, on the national stage. You do peer reviewing. I mean, you're involved, you're everywhere. So while we have you in one spot, we just want to hear your insights and your perspective of what's happening next in the industry and we can we can zoom in a little bit we can zoom out a little bit but what are your thoughts on the future right now in emergency medicine uh yeah that's a great question so you know taking a step back actually i like to think about why i went into emergency medicine and um and and that kind of helps ground me for what's important and so what appealed to me about emergency medicine back when I was a medical student was how we get to be in the front line, the frontline providers that are taking care of a patient that is completely undifferentiated and provide crucial essential care right at the very beginning. Um, or people that uh, get to turn on all the lights and figure out what's going on with the patient. And we're also the people that get to have uh, an interaction that I think nobody gets to have with patients, which is taking care of somebody when they're at that most vulnerable moment, they're frightened, they're scared, um, they're fearing for maybe their life, and you have to develop that rapport. That really inspired me. And I've got to say, it's exactly that. I've got to enjoy doing that. And But the one thing that I do worry about with the future of emergency medicine is the pressure from corporate sides, from administrative sides, to uh, try to see more patients, turn over patients more quickly, and evolving models of care where the provider is pushed into purely triage models where there's very little time to actually apply that care part um, and really connect with the patient. And, and so my kind of hope is that a, as a industry, as a, um, as a specialty, that we'll start to push back on that a little bit and actually not feed into that. Um, I think a lot of us actually, there's a pressure for us to try and make our numbers look better and that's getting away from why we went into it. And and if we don't think we don't do that, then our risk is uh, what, you know, we could lose a lot. We could uh, 
lose sight of why we why we went into what emergency medicine. We can have burnout, um, and you know, patients you know, might not get the care. I mean, we we really need to let our administrators know and let the country know that emergency medicine is a place where we, we anyone can come and they'll be, come into our departments and be taken care of very rapidly and very accurately. But we'll never be a Starbucks or McDonald's or, you know, a place just for convenience. And, um, and, and we shouldn't feed into that, even though sometimes I think society wants that. Makes um, sense. You were just talking about the front line and how it is a totally unique interaction and people they're 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 under a ton of pressure you know i mean they're you know they're they're under a lot of fear and you're under a lot of pressure so could you describe more about what that is really like to be on the front line and just balancing everything and what's what is going through your mind in those moments yeah uh it's 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 interesting because you'll go from taking care of a patient who um, is got a lot of medical conditions and may actually be elderly, have dementia, can't even communicate with you, and you're trying to figure out exactly what's going on with this patient. You'll go into another room where somebody is having a, a massive heart attack, um, and you then have to go into another room with somebody who has an ankle sprain and is really worried about their mobility, and you're quickly having to you know, rapidly gear up and gear down uh, the kind of interactions you're having with patients. And, and you can't go in to the room with the ankle sprain and make them think that they're any less important than the person who, the other two patients that may be on, you know, death's doorstep. Um, and so, you know, there's, you know, uh, always, always maintaining that challenge and also trying to do these things quickly and efficiently um, is kind of something that, it, it, to me, is what I love about it. But it's also the most difficult thing about it. So what have you found over the years as a way to try to balance that all, all the pressures? How, what are some things that you've done to help you? Um, so that's a good question. I think, you know, obviously, you know, this as time goes on, this is, you know, something that you get better at. Um, but to kind of jump into my whole specialization, I would say that, Point of care ultrasound has really been kind of a saving grace for me in a lot of ways because it has allowed me to be more of a provider at the front line and and provide and bring a lot more to the game by just just me as opposed to having to rely on the um, the services that the hospital can provide or um, you know the kind of infrastructure of the emergency department. It, so, you know, kind of getting back to what I was originally talking about, being a frontline provider and being in that, that period where you're turning on all the lights, you know, ultrasound was a tool that just completely made sense for being able to do that. And it's what inspired me. And then I became really passionate about it and pursued my career in that. And I think that, you know, has given me a, a lot of balance, um, not only in the work environment itself, but also mentally and um, professionally that's, uh, you know, really kept me wanting to do more and do more. Great. Well, Dr. Fields, thank you so much for sharing just a couple of your stories and, and your experiences in this. I really appreciate it. What's a good way for someone to maybe connect with you and learn more about you? Uh, sure. Uh, connect with me by uh, email um, or uh, I'm on Twitter, AJ Matthew Fields, at J Matthew Fields. Um, so I'm a, I'm a middle namer. 
Uh, and you know, fortunately, my parents decided to it's curse okay. me by calling me my middle name. Uh, so it's always confusing. But uh, so I go by my middle name. It's at J. Matthew Fields or um, uh, MatthewFields at gmail.com is my email. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Pulse Podcast. For more thoughtful insights from Healthcare's Trailblazers, visit www.evidence.care/pulse. Thanks.